and welcome to the Accountability Coach Podcast, where we discuss proven business success principles related to helping you make more money, work less, so you can enjoy even better work-life balance. And Backrack here. Today, we have a special guest with us who I think you'll find to be very knowledgeable about how to use and leverage LinkedIn to increase your business success. Daniel Alphon is the author of Build a LinkedIn Profile for Business Success. Daniel joined LinkedIn in early 2004 and publishes articles, interviews, and exclusive content about advanced LinkedIn strategies to help people get more leads without paying for a premium account or ads. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I like this aspect for sure. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Well, let's start with a kind of a big general question here. What approach would you suggest business owners take about their LinkedIn presence? It's an excellent question. And um, what I would suggest first is to be thoughtful and strategic about it. Because many business owners forget their logic and forgot their, forget their business sense when they deal with LinkedIn or with social media in general. In my book, social media should serve the business owner, not the other way around. And quoting one uh, earlier episode you uploaded, often they choose what's popular and not what's right. So I would ask them to ask themselves what's right and not necessarily what's popular. That will bring them better results, more revenues, and more leads using LinkedIn. So how would I go about writing my profile headline? Because that's obviously an important piece of the LinkedIn presence, right? Yes, it is. It's the um, most expensive real estate we have in terms of text because anyone searching would only see a preview with your headline. So definitely it's a very uh, important uh, aspect of your profile. And the ideal profile should make your customer or your prospect tick. It can't answer all their questions, but it should be interesting for them. It should be short and it should be jargon free. And in general, your profile should not serve you. It should serve your prospects or people you want to reach out to. What sort of language would they use? How would they look for someone with your skills? If you manage to answer those questions, you build a strong headline and a default headline. Remember, it's just the uh, position, the current position you have with the name of the company. That's not necessarily the best headline business owners can have. So what about if I think I have a good profile headline because you said it's the most expensive real estate, but it doesn't seem to be, I don't know, attracting people. Is there a thought around, should I change it periodically? Should I update it periodically? It's a good question. Um, if it doesn't convert, then yes, I think it's best to think about your headline and tweak it. Let's try to, to give a very simple uh, framework, three questions. The first question is, who's your ideal customer? If you can't answer that question, then LinkedIn will not be able to help you a lot. But if you do, then the next, the next step is to ask yourself, what action would I like those people to perform after they see my headline? And the, the action I would advise you to do is to make sure they want to check you out. They want to go to your profile or they want to scroll and read more if they see it, whether it's in the app or on the desktop version. So the, the if, you, if the headline is not converting, try to put yourself in the other side's shoes and, and answer 
the question they ask themselves. How do they describe the, the problem and how can you craft a headline that will be appealing for them? So what's the best way to search for people who would possibly be prospects to me with a free account, of course? <laughs> of course, the, the free account is, is uh, actually very good. It's, very, it's even overwhelming. And I wouldn't advise our listeners here to start by paying for a premium LinkedIn account because most business owners never use more than 10% of the free account's abilities. What we could do using desktop is think about the way our prospects would describe themselves, what title would they use, what metro area would, would they be in, what sort of companies would they be in, and simply run a search. And in uh, free accounts, the, there's a limit to the searches you can, uh, you can run, but the, it's, uh, you get a refill every, every month. So on the 1st of February, you'll get another whole set of searches and try to start by adding a number of keywords that will help you get a smaller amount of people and see whether they're interesting for you. Of course, the, the follow-up question would be, what would you do when you find interesting people? But that's a, that's a whole different question. Yes, and that's exactly where I was going. But before, before we go there, what is the limit for the free account for the number of searches per month? <laughs> Nobody knows. Oh, really? LinkedIn. So it's just it's just like when you when you're done, you know, at a certain amount, it just doesn't let you search anymore. Yeah, what it would do, what it would do, and it show you blurred faces and blurred names, and telling you you're getting closer to the limit, and then at one point it, it disappears. It's it's an opportunity for LinkedIn, of course, to upgrade users and to make them pay, but you don't necessarily have to uh, to do it. Paying makes sense after you really understood the limits of the free account. So if your uh, LinkedIn strategy is based on search and you think that for the next six months you're going to actually do something with the search results, then it may make sense to pay. But if you're only running a search and you're not, not, you haven't found a system for you to convert those results into paying customers, then you don't have to do it. Okay. So what do we do with the results? Now that we've searched for what we think are prospective clients, what you know, how do we go about contacting them? What do we do next? Excellent. So let, let's start with the, uh, the sandbox that's safest. Are there some results that are interesting for you? And you see you have LinkedIn tells you you have a mutual connection, one or a couple of mutual connections with them. Then that makes you think about your connection strategy. If you connected with people you knew well, then in many cases, the best way to land a new client would be to ask and get a meaningful introduction from someone who knows both of you well, both you and, and the prospect. Whenever we manage to do that, you are likely to have a meaningful conversation with a prospect and our best clients often comes through referrals. So this is the very first action we should perform is making sure that we, we leverage our network and we manage to help our network in a way that will give us credit when we ask them for help. Is there a way for us to send out mass emails to people that we are connected to to generate potential interest for speaking with them? 
There are lots and lots of automation, but what I would advise you and our listeners here is actually not to use automation at all. Chances are that many of our listeners got a number of automatic message messages on LinkedIn from someone they either connected with in the past, immediately after they connected, or like a cold uh, message without even uh, being a connection. And the problem with those messages is that, in general, they're not customized. And when you read this, you, you understand the person has never really gone and read what is it you do. There's no link to accountability there. There's nothing about business. It's just a, a service provider who's trying to, to sell you something. And the fact you can do it, you can send um, messages to 2,000 people within 30 seconds is meaningless. The question to ask is how many paying customers will I get if I use that method? And our reputation is something we hold dear to. We worked for decades to earn it. And when you behave like that, you hurt yourself in the long run without having actual business results in the short term. Yeah, that makes total sense. Maybe an alternative could be to, to go over or, or analyze your network and then find 20 people you think are interesting. And then actually, and what I would advise you to do is take the conversation outside of LinkedIn. Okay, so you could message that person. You could, if you, you can go to that person's, yeah, that connection's contact info and take the email and send a nice email and maybe after two or three messages, get on a Zoom call or get on the phone and maybe offer them something if it makes sense for both of you. But LinkedIn will not be the platform where the transaction actually happens. It's only the enabler. And the smart thing to do would be to understand that we need to get out of LinkedIn to close the sale. Makes total sense. What other services should we use that are free for us that, you know, like you said, we don't use even to the fullest extent everything that's available to us. What other services should we use and why? There are a number of of services that LinkedIn is, is launching, and I think it boils down to asking ourselves about our marketing objectives. Are we interested in getting more traffic to a forthcoming webinar? Are we interested in getting more exposure for our content? Are we interested in in finding prospect in a certain vertical? Based on your answer, my my recommendations would be different. LinkedIn is, is launching now audio events or video events, and you can use polls. You can uh, you write posts and you can write LinkedIn articles. And there are a lot of things you could do with a free account on LinkedIn. The question really is, is this going to help me convert my ideal client? Is this educational? If you, if we manage to ask ourselves, what questions do our prospects think about it? What makes them wake up at night and we manage to educate them without being too salesy? Then you become a trusted advisor, and then when the need arises, you're the go-to person. So try not to sell, try to educate your prospect, because they have a lot of questions you could answer about their business objectives, about productivity, about accountability. And when they understand the meaning of your offer, then the sale will be a lot easier. They will come to you. I like it. 
what, I guess, mistakes? We've talked about a couple of things like not to do already, but what are some of the major mistakes that people make that we should make sure we don't do if we haven't done it already? <laughs> I have a long list of mistakes. Uh, I, I've, I've made most, if not all, of those mistakes. I'll try to limit myself now to within, you know, 30 seconds to five major mistakes. Focus on the profile and not on the company page. Focus on the quality of your network and not on the quantity of your connections. Think about your profile and your LinkedIn presence as a website that needs to convert and not as a traditional CV. Think in terms of content and not advertising and be willing to spend time instead of dollars. Well, that was fast. I was trying to write them all down. <laughs> <laughs> Each, you know, each, um, I could, uh, <laughs> we could go into maybe one of them or, or more of them, if you'd like. It was profile versus company page, quality versus quantity in, in terms of network, website and not CV, content versus advertising, and time versus money. Got it. Appreciate you going over those again <laughs> so I could write them down. Is there a limit to how often we should share something on LinkedIn, like whether it's writing an article or sharing something of educational value to people? Excellent. So if the content is truly educational, I think you can do it as often as you'd like. The limit is not in, in the uh, LinkedIn uh, platform, if you'd like. It's also if you share something and you uh, share like five times a week, then the second or the third time might cannibalize the first. Because LinkedIn, would, you have a certain credit if you like, and LinkedIn would like people to, uh, to see that content. And if you overshare, then many people will not be exposed to that content. What I could do afterwards is, is maybe share a, a flowchart with you specifically about uh, about sharing frequency, and maybe that could make sense um, maybe in the notes or maybe for, for your information. That's awesome. Do you have any other tips or something of value that the listeners can get for free that would help them learn more about LinkedIn and be of value to them and really helping them be more visible on LinkedIn and getting results? Of course, let me um, maybe bring up two or three quick uh, suggestions. Uh, one is to many people think that they need to pay LinkedIn in order to see who's you their profile. The truth is they don't. They only have to be public. So I would advise most business owners to be public and to actually visit interesting prospects when they're fully visible, because a lot of those business owners and would visit them back. And that enables them either to receive or to send an invitation request or to start a conversation. So that's a really low-hanging fruit. If you were to visit 30 interesting prospects, maybe based on the search we uh, mentioned earlier, some of those people will see that you have visited their profile and they will check you out. They may go to buy a book. They may, they may order service from you they may register or, or download the delegation list sample exercise or go to youtube channel or become a member of the center of the silver inner circle so that's very simple a very simple way to start conversations with clients is to visit prospects publicly it's in the settings and privacy section 
And other quick uh, suggestion I could have is sh I'll share with you uh, like a guide, a, a, my Quora answer to build a killer profile. And that should give anyone, everyone um, uh, how to list that would enable them to improve their profiles in a significant way. They will have to invest some time, but they will not have to spend a dime. One way to get some information from Daniel is to go to danielelfon.com forward slash pound sign freebie. That's danielelfon, A-L-F-O-N dot com forward slash pound sign freebie. Okay, any other words of great wisdom that we should know about leveraging LinkedIn to help us get even better results? If our conversation has helped anyone ask themselves questions about LinkedIn, then I think I'm happy. My, my advice would be not to let others and not certainly not to let LinkedIn call the shots. The fact that LinkedIn defaults A, B, or C doesn't make sense for a lot of business owners, a lot of SMB owners, and a lot of solopreneurs. So take proactive action and decide how you'd like to leverage that platform. It has close to 1 billion members. And since we started this conversation, thousands of people have joined LinkedIn, two people every second. Wow, I didn't know that many people were still joining LinkedIn. So that's that's cool information. Yeah. So outside of the U.S., the growth is even faster. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate your very valuable time and sharing your wisdom and insight with us. And I will definitely take advantage of all the free resources that you have uh, to help me as well. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Just one quick uh, thought I have. I was listening to an episode you had with, uh, you interviewed uh, Michelle Seiler Tucker, uh, Exit Rich. And, and what I heard there was that the worst time to sell your business was when there was a catastrophic event. And what resonates with me is that the worst time to leverage LinkedIn is when you have a problem, when you're looking for a job or when you, your business doesn't uh, perform well or when you need to pivot. If you, we manage to invest a little time when we don't need our network and we, we don't need LinkedIn, then it will be a lot easier to get results from it down the road. Don't use LinkedIn only when you need it because you will not get enough results. Try to use it a bit when you don't need it, and it will be a lot more powerful in my eyes. That's super good advice. When you think about it, it's almost like the person who really needs to make some money right now comes across with sales breath, right? You're absolutely right. And and we don't like to be being sold to. No, no one does. No. Nobody does. I would agree with that. <laughs> All right. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us and share such grateful insight about how to leverage LinkedIn. Thank you very much. You aren't called the accountability people for nothing. <laughs> My hope for our time together with Daniel is that you got value and an idea or two that will help you be even more successful. Feel free to share my podcast with others as they can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries. If you'd like to get a short daily fix from me, subscribe to the Accountability Minute, which can also be found on most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries.
Remember to subscribe to my Proven Business Success Tips and Resources blog by going to accountabilitycoach.com forward slash blog. And always remember to aim for what you want each and every day. Until next time, make it a great day. Today and every day. I appreciate you listening.